Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. I'm Elizabeth Talbot. All right, I've got to hear the story. You came home after a weekend <laughs> preaching someplace, and you opened the door to a, a second-story condo in the middle of the city, yeah. and there is a snake there in your a, condo? There was a huge snake. and I, Huge? I, Are we talking five feet, six feet, 12 uh, feet? I don't know, three or four or five feet. Okay, all right. And uh, it was under my uh, dining room table. I set my, my luggage, mm-hmm. and here I see the snake. It was the scariest thing ever. I mean, I called Animal Regulations. I said, have you ever heard of this in the middle of town? Yeah. They said it's the second time in 10 years. In 10 years. That we have heard of this. We think that they travel through air conditioning vents. You know, I've always thought of you as a very unique person, and this just fully <laughs> verifies that supposition that you are indeed a unique person. You know, uh, for, for six months, I looked inside my bed everywhere. Every time I, I was laying somewhere or, or sitting somewhere, I was like... Lo- I would <laughs> imagine. You, you probably dreamed about snakes as <sighs> well. It was terrible. We're going to get to snakes in just a little bit, and believe it or not, we're going to do it through the story of Nicodemus in John chapter 3. Yes, we're going to go there because, you know, somehow snakes have a way of catching our attention. <laughs> yeah, and Jesus, yeah, Jesus used the story of a snake to teach Nicodemus the gospel. Isn't mm-hmm. that amazing? Mm-hmm. So, we invite you to come with us um, to chapter 3 of John. Starting with verse 1, now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to him by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Okay, let, let us introduce to you Nicodemus. Nicodemus, yeah. Nicodemus is actually a Greek name, and most of the leading families in those days had two names. One would be Hebrew and one Greek, and Nicodemus went by his Greek name. Maybe he was more comfortable with the Greek culture. Yeah, maybe, but we do know he was very involved in the Jewish culture he because he was a Pharisee mm-hmm. and he was a ruler of the Jews. This a was member a, of the Sanhedrin. Which yeah, this the San, a, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this, the Sanhedrin was kind of like all three branches of the United States government rolled into one. The judicial, the executive, the legislative, all in one, and he was a member of that body. Yeah, he was known and if he came walking in the street, you would you know, uh, give him uh, you know, the way to walk because he was a famous man. People respected him. In fact, there's some evidence that his family had been leading family for at least 100 years before Nicodemus came on the scene. Yes, and you can actually see he's quite diplomatic. He starts yes. talking to Jesus saying, Rabbi, we know who you are. You are from God because, you know, no one can do these signs. Remember the topic of signs, signs we talked yeah. yesterday? Yeah, basically he's talking about his miracles. Yeah, yeah and uh, the revealing of himself. And, mm-hmm. and Jesus, instead of saying, thank you very much, here's my business card, right. he goes directly on verse 3 to this Incredible talk. Remember that we talked about the fact that John is written in two, two levels? levels. And Jesus talks about uh, this, this baptism. Uh, verse 3. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So, here Jesus is talking about a spiritual level, but Nicodemus doesn't get that right away. He stays on the physical level, doesn't he? Because in, in verse 4, he says, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Yes. We don't know why he went there, the misunderstanding. 
if he was being sarcastic mm-hmm. or if he was really confused. But the truth is, uh, Nicodemus was familiar with born-again language. Yes, and born-again and baptism, all of that should have been familiar to Nicodemus because it is it was a practice in those days. Yes, but not for Jews. Not See, for when Jews. a Gentile became a Jew, they would be baptized. Uh, those people were called proselytes. Um, uh, when they would become Jews, uh, they were Gentiles and they were taking the religion of, of the Jews, they would be baptized. And But Nicodemus said, what do you mean I have to be baptized? I'm, right. I'm a Pharisee. Do you mm-hmm. know who I am? I'm Jesus? a leader of the people. I'm, I'm a famous man. I, I'm a spiritual leader. And so, so Jesus says, no, Nicodemus, I'm not talking about that level of birth. I'm talking about a different level of birth. Jesus answered in verse 5, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And then Jesus says on verse 7, Do not be amazed that I say to you, you must be born again. And here the you is plural. He's no longer talking about Nicodemus. He's talking about you all. (laughs) All of you must be born again because he's talking about now the birth of the Spirit. That's right. Um, And so, Nicodemus only says one more question, and after that, only Jesus talks. Nicodemus says, how can these things be? And then he stops talking. And Mm -hmm. from there on... Jesus takes over, and he he answered, are you the teacher of Israel and do not understand these things? And so, because Nicodemus is a teacher of Israel, he's going to tell him a story that has to do with the history of Israel, which Nicodemus is supposed to know very well. So, we're going to pick it up on verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him may have eternal life. And this is the setup for the most known verse in the Bible. Right after these two verses, we get the John 3.16 verse. But before we go there, we want to go to the actual story. Because Nicodemus was a teacher of the law, he knew this story very well, but we might not be so familiar with it. So, we want to take you to the serpent story that he's talking about. That's found in Numbers 21. Okay, then let's go to the book of Numbers. You have it, Mike? I do. Okay. And this is a story that took place when the people were stricken with fiery serpents there in the wilderness. Verse 6, And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people so that many people of Israel died. Well, before that, the people of Israel are starting to complain. Mm-hmm. And uh, God says, oh, really? Uh, you think uh, the things are not going very well? You want to see what not very well looks like? <laughs> and all of a sudden, all these fiery snakes. It's um, as though God lifted his protective hand from them. Yes, and they were just attacked by, right. by the serpent. God says, look, I am with you all the time, but if you want to know what it looks like when it's not... It makes you wonder what would happen to us today if God lifted his hand from us. Hmm. We may think that things are going pretty bad for us right now. Maybe hmm. we're upset with the economy or our job or our marriage, but what would happen if God truly lifted His hand, His protective hand from us today? I don't know. Yes, and and God wants to teach them that uh, they have to believe in Him Mm -hmm. because He's actually there. They have the the cloud and the fire during the night, and Mm -hmm. they they see God, and still they're wondering if He's with them. So, this happened on verse 6. In verse 7, it says, So the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned because we have spoken against the Lord, and you intercede with the Lord that he may remove the serpents from us. And Moses interceded for the people. And then God gives him this most ridiculous antidote. If I'm if I'm being bitten by a, by a snake, I tell you, I would like something more than this, but this is all God gives him. Mm-hmm. Verse 8 says, uh, The Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent. 
set it on a standard, and it shall come about that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, he will live. Look what a crazy antidote. Just look at this fiery serpent on a standard. Look at that, and you'll be okay. And because everybody's without options, they don't have anything else that they can do. That's right. They come to their wit's end. Have you ever been in the, your wit's end? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do whatever people tell whatever you. Whatever necessary and, and, in and order in, to make this thing right. And God says, look, I'm going to teach you a lesson. And um, verse 9, Moses made a bronze serpent. Set it on the standard. Came about that if uh, the serpent bit any man, when he looked to the bronze serpent, he lived. And Looking at the serpent made you live. And Jesus says, Nicodemus, you're a teacher of Israel. You should know the story. So, he says, by the way, in the same way, now we're going back to John 3, 14, in the same way that Moses lifted up the serpent, Mm -hmm. even so, if I'm lifted up, uh, whoever believes in me will have eternal life. What a wonderful story. Looking upon the serpent, believing in Jesus, both being raised up, and that is where healing comes from. And from here, we have the most known verse in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Here you have the whoever, the everyone who mm-hmm. looks up will live. And again, the link is belief. If you would believe on him, that's when you have life. Yeah, remember that John uses belief uh, more than 90 times and in that his is, gospel. And that is a link from uh, the physical world to, to the, the spiritual. spiritual world. Oh, I love it. I love it. And you might be wondering, why in the world would God uh, set up a serpent as the symbol of Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. Because in the Bible, the serpent is usually the devil. That's right. That's usually what you think of that old serpent, the devil, the one who is the deceiver of men, the one who is ready to bite you and to destroy you. Yeah, there are many verses in the New Testament that explain that Jesus became sin for That's us. Right. Probably the one that is easiest to remember is 2 Corinthians 5, 21, mm-hmm. where it says, He made him who had no sin to become sin, to be sin for us, so that then we could have his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so, Jesus says, remember that serpent story? Well, that was me. Mm-hmm. When I'm lifted up, whoever believes in me will not perish, but they'll have eternal life. Jesus became sin for me. He became sin in order to take away my sin. He bore my penalty. He bore my shame. He bore my punishment in order that I might be healed and healed of the the sickness of sin, the disease of sin. And this is what the symbolism of baptism really is, is the fact that I am understanding that He is my only salvation, and baptism is a symbol that I have accepted Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. as my personal Savior, that I'm looking up to Him and I know I will live. And we want to invite you, if you have never been baptized, to take this step as a testimony. This this symbolizes your death to an old life of sin, burial, and Mm -hmm. resurrection in Jesus Christ, resurrected into His resurrection to the newness of life. Whoever believes in him, whoever, I love that word, yes. whoever, if you are one of those whoever's. Which we all are, because God is no respecter of persons. You need him, you call upon him, and he will answer you. If you would believe in him, he will heal you. You look to the one who is lifted up, and he will draw all men to him, but he will also heal you, because he has become sin for you. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Jesus101Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101Media. Until next time, live free. Woohoo!